Hello, everyone. Hello. My name is Matt Armando. And I'm Emily Riggins. And you're listening to TBD with Matt and Emily. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Welcome to the car if you're listening to it this in your car. Welcome, welcome to, to your, your own home or apartment. Welcome to your own home. Welcome to your bedroom. Welcome to your kitchen. Good morning on January 23rd, the day this is coming out. <laughs> welcome to the train that you're on. Welcome to the bicycle you're riding. Don't listen to podcasts and ride a bike. I'm going to say don't do that. Have all of your senses working if you're riding a bike. Shut this off if you are riding a bike. Um, I used to listen to music while I rode, rode my bike. That's not safe. You should shut it off. And uh, I think at some point I realized it wasn't that safe. Although, hmm, I still do it if I'm in the park. Because then uh, I only ride my bike in the park now. <laughs> I used to ride my bike on city streets. And then I tried doing that. I think the first week I lived in New York, I was like, I'm going to ride my bike to this place. And then I got like two blocks and I turned around and I went, I'm scared of riding my bike in New York. So I'm a big baby. Just a little baby? And um, a little baby bike? I still like riding my bike, but now I just ride in the park because nobody's, probably nobody's going to run you over with their car in the park. When I was in Copenhagen, a city I loved, they, I desperately wanted to ride a bike. But then I saw people riding bikes because it's like a bicycling city. And I so wanted to ride bikes. Mm. But they all were so good at it and so intense. Like at one point I saw someone. So in Copenhagen, you can like have open carry and you can carry like cans of beer around, mm. which is great because I carried a lot of cider around. But <laughs> I at one point saw someone on their bike holding a phone and cider or and some sort of beer beverage. I don't know. I don't know their lives. Alcohol. And just riding their bike, no care in the world. And I'm like, well, one, that's not safe. But two, you look really cool. All right. So anyways, if you listen to this on your bike, turn it off and listen to it a little later. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what, what is this podcast, Emily? Matt, this podcast is about tea and friendship. And we're friends. We have a fr- another friend on who we both know separately. But we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. Um, and Although I would say I originally met him through you via you that's true anyways <laughs> we have friends we are friends <laughs> we also have topics that we discuss mm-hmm. we don't know what our friend's topic is going to be it's a surprise it's a surprise to us it's to be determined it might be a surprise to him we don't know he did confide in us earlier that he wasn't sure which the topic would be which topic he was picking that he had lots of choices though it's not yeah throw him under a bus of not being prepared no no he no prepared correct and he's sitting idly by he's I worried <laughs> he's worried he can't talk <laughs> he's worried we're gonna snap at him if he does we told him not to talk yet though but you know should we bring him on let's bring him so on he, since we've discussed him so much i do feel like this is the most uh pronouns we've used to describe a guest before actually bringing the guest on do you agree yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right please welcome to the podcast stage He's a writer. He's a comedian. Um, those are all the ways I think of describing him. <laughs> Please welcome uh, Carrot Williams. Oh, hey, guys. Oh, hi. hi. Hey, sorry. My microphone might have been on mute or something. Oh, yeah. I, like, I, I muted you. Yeah. No, that's cool. I wanted to follow the rules of this podcast to the T. Did you have anything you wanted to add to, while to we were tea. discussing you? Um, a lot. Uh, but uh, I think, uh, yeah. Writer, comedian, I think totally. I think just um, I wouldn't call myself either of those things because I don't think I've I've done anything awesome in those. Just just a regular, but you but you regular ra- Joe. But you well, first of all, you were on a sketch team with me. Oh, that's true. We were, which we were on sketch I team. count as a 
I count comedic as an accomplishment. And you had to write. Oh, I did. And be funny. So that is definition of writer comedian. Thanks, guys. Well, I was fishing for this, and I feel like I got it. So it's good. I feel validated already. If if you accomplished nothing else in comedy in your life, you produced you were part of producing an entire season of comedy at a actual comedy theater, the Magnet Theater. Um, That's a that's a that's I consider that an accomplishment. We should have gotten trophies. (laughs) We should have. We should have gotten some kind of certificate. Yeah. You know what? Some kind of souvenir. I'm not going to do oh. this, but in my heart, I will buy you a trophy. I kind of wish I so did. Much. I wish I had done this for our our team, our our sketch team that no longer exists. <laughs> I really do wish I had like gone and just. I don't know how much. How much does it cost to buy uh, eleven trophies? I mean, you can definitely go to like souvenir stores and like they have like little mini trophies. Oh yeah, that's true. Let's just say like the year, and then it's like New York City. Yeah. New York City, 2020, and it's like a little statuette thing sorry we'll do that next time yeah next time we all get put together on the same sketch team (laughs) named ourselves this is i I wish i had done this or like medals like ribbons i mean you did have that sketch with the lockets (laughs) i did i had so many lockets and i on i did say hey guys take the lockets take them take like everyone can have the locket that they have as a prop they can take it with them and no one did everyone gave it back i kept mine oh did you Mm -hmm. oh man thank you so you you got a souvenir you got a souvenir I have a I have a souvenir. Okay, if anyone doesn't know, our team was called Souvenir, which is why we keep mentioning the word souvenir. But um, last, I have a souvenir from last season of our team, which we had a sketch where um, we gave out little jars of jam to everyone in the audience, like little strawberry. That's like it sounds like a better thing. That sounds like something that people would actually like take with them. They well, I kept jam. it, and I, I kept it, and I have not opened it yet, so it is still, uh, <laughs> the preserved is, are still preserved. Wow. Uh, and then I have lockets from this season, so I really have a souvenir from both Wow. Seasons. Oh, man. You're really living up to the namesake of the team. Yeah. I did not come up with it, for what it's worth. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. So I came in, I came in this, this last through. season, halfway through. So souvenir was a sketch team that went for two seasons, um, and I got on this second season, and I think... Uh, we got yeah we got cut by the end at the end of the season and I feel like for me the shine of still being on a sketch team was still around by the time that I had gotten cut mm-hmm. so I kind of had that like I was just kind of like what <laughs> yeah and the only other new person was Ben and Ben had been on teams and gotten cut before so he knew like what this was like and for me it was like the first time and I was I was just kind of like a I'll tell you what I don't know I didn't know what the feeling of being cut was like <laughs> <laughs> that one was not my first season but it was my first time being cut. <laughs> Um, uh, something about that's right. Uh, grateful, grateful for the experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah, grateful yeah, yeah. Lene, if you oh. ever hear this, <laughs> she won't. But because uh, <laughs> no one does. No. Um, <laughs> that's a joke. Um, there are some people who listen to this podcast, but probably uh, not Lene. But if you are listening, hello. Thank you for listening. That is cool. <laughs> uh, maybe the combination of both of us being on one podcast would maybe. would make somebody. I maybe. I don't know what makes people listen to this podcast. I truly. Storm don't uh no which was the team we that souvenir used to be paired with it's called perfect storm anyways <laughs> um i was not on this team That's fair. No. but i did a long time ago have an improv class yes with Karen. we did you were in my level two class two 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 oh man that was the intensive yes that was like okay so here's like a little thing is i moved to new york uh around march in 2018 and then 
I took an improv class to sort of get to know people and make friends. Mm -hmm. And then I liked it so much that I decided to take an intensive, a one week intensive. And Mm -hmm. you're in that class. And I think after that class, I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to quit my job and (laughs) and do comedy um, more. Wow. Sounds like you are a comedian. You were trying to shed that, uh, (laughs) shed those labels. Um, And then I technically met, I met you then because I You did. You you offered me improv teaching. You were like, I can coach your improv team. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's I was, true. I was turned down. But I you weren't turned down. You were. You were. Uh, you were heavily considered. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm not offended, um, and I mean that not as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I had met you then, but not, uh, not heavily really paired with you until you were put on to souvenir. Yeah, I think that's the thing with like the the, the comedy scene. Like most scenes. Um, in general, regardless of what you do, is that you'll see a lot of people and then you'll kind of just be like aware of their presence and then you'll go away and then maybe like X amount of times mm-hmm. you'll like see them again and then, which is why it's like, it's good to just kind of like hang out and like get to know people even if you're just like, oh, I've only known this person once and I've seen them once. Like vague memories of people are helpful because then you can kind of like help establish that, you know, that friendship later on down the road. Yeah. It's true. I think uh, this, is a, this, is a, this is a true story I'm sure that you, Carrot, are not aware of, but Emily, you are vaguely aware of that. So I met you, Carrot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to make, I'm using a lot of pronouns. Uh, you know, through this, through <laughs> Emily's class. And then I think it was like six months later or something, I ran into you at the training center uh, or at UCB or something like that, the Operations Citizens Brigade Theater, somewhere, uh, just like passed you by somewhere. Yeah. And I think I said, like, oh, Emily, I saw, I, think i messaged to emily so i i saw your uh, classmate i think i forgot your name but i <laughs> figured out who you were uh that i was like oh i, I walked by one of your uh, your classmates the other day or something uh and then sh- we figured out that it was you <laughs> uh and then like two weeks later we were put on a sketch team together and i was like you know i was just talking about carrot like two weeks ago <laughs> we are now on a sketch team together i believe nice. that's a, a timeline of something that occurred this year oh man <laughs> Uh, so yes, I kept seeing you uh, certainly around diff- um, the scene and different scenes, all the scenes. <laughs> every single scene. I just looked up, well, I looked to the side and I saw Carrot's socks and I just need to discuss them that they have donuts on them. Oh yeah, Those I got Those are it. some good socks. We're I got qu- fun socks for every every day. We were quickly shifting away from what I was just talking about to <laughs> Sorry. these donuts. No, we can go back to that. I <laughs> just noticed how cool his socks were. Let's go back to... No, it's fine. I get it. My, what I was talking about was stupid. <laughs> no, no, we will. Well, let's let's put a pin in it because I do want to come back to that. Um, but I do want to mention donuts. Uh, always remind me of I had a. So I'm I'm Australian, um, and uh, I had a friend um, who uh, was from Melbourne, and he basically had this term called uh, like he's just. When someone is not giving you um, anything, or if like someone is like saying constantly no to you, they're giving you donuts because they're giving you zeros. Mm-hmm. So donuts are zero, zeros are nothing. So you're like, uh, like how was, um, you know, how was like, uh, you know, going, how was like going and hanging out with um, this person? And then he'd be like, oh, they're giving me donuts. Like they weren't, they weren't giving me anything to work with. They didn't want to hang out. Like they didn't want to mm-hmm. hang out. They didn't want to. It, I know, it's like it's transferable whenever someone is giving you nothing or not like giving you what you want I guess in that sense you could be saying like that they're giving me donuts mm-hmm. I always just remember that and I just love that <laughs> phrase I know I tried to use that a lot for a while and then I realized that it just wasn't catching on internally with my own internal heuristic <laughs> and so I just like I just stopped using it but I am reminded by it sometimes I know uh, I've heard like putting up a donut meaning like scoring zero points oh yeah if you were if yeah if you're like we put up a donut I've heard that um 
I've never said that probably out loud in my life until right now, until a microphone. <laughs> it's it's funny because donuts represent um, zeros, but they are in every other way not. Yeah, no, they're so good. They're yeah. so good. Uh, and certainly not a zero in the amount of calories. Exactly, yeah. Have you ever seen that chart, um, infographic, I want to say, that's like uh, every bottle of soda is like six donuts? Which is why. It's like telling you how, like the health comparison. And I that. see that and I think, wow, donuts are way better for you than I thought they were. Because <laughs> uh, I knew... I don't so- think that's what you're supposed oh, to get out of it. I know it's not. <laughs> but I've always, I've always known... Both, that both soda and donuts are bad for you. But I I kind of probably would have said they're uh, just about equal in how, like, I would have said like a can of soda and a donut are probably both equally bad for you. Yeah. And, but now that I know it, that is not true, I can eat more donuts. <laughs> That's what all of these are like, should I have a donut or should I have a Coke? Because I currently, certainly like can't have both. But it's like, yeah, don't have both, but have like, you can have multiple donuts. You can have just, six donuts. And a bottle of water and it's fine. I'm trying to think about having a Coke and a donut at the same time. That feels like such overload like all my teeth would fall out at the same time i, I don't think they go together no well they're both too sweet they're too, too sweet. sweet and they're like so such different flavors mm-hmm. that's true it's like those sugary flavors though yeah wow what a chat we've had um we don't have to go back to the thing we put a pin in we nor can. do we no 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 i i insist that we move on to detox <laughs> if emily you want to throw us into it i'm sorry i interrupted you no no i'm not yeah Tea talk, tea talk, tea talk, tea talk. I had a really good head motion there for that. Let's talk tea. I missed it because I was looking at this bottle. Uh, Does that happen every time? I sing it every time. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. Great. We don't have our own music. We just have Emily singing. We just have me singing. <laughs> uh, really, mostly that one song. Yeah, Although just we, that song. We've had a couple guests that were um, singers that have uh, sung their way through the episodes. Uh, okay. Matt, what's this tea? Tea, right. Um, we are drinking T2's uh, Melbourne Breakfast Tea. Carrot, you're from Australia. Yes, pronounce, pronounce Melbourne for me. Melbourne. Mel- Melbourne. Melbourne. Mel- okay. So it's like it's not like a Melbourne. It's Melbourne. not like a, you know, you're not like pronouncing it like the born identity. Mm-hmm. It's just like <laughs> pronouncing it more like Melbourne. 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 Yeah. Melbourne. Melbourne. Uh, I think I have... If I'm not looking at the word, I think I say it that way. But as soon as I look at it, I do want to say it like the born identity. <laughs> it's 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 spelled one way, said the other. It's like uh, it's like one of those things where it's like you started pronouncing it as Melbourne, but then eventually like Melbourne, yeah. and then eventually you just kind of get lazy with it. Melbourne, and then Melbourne, yeah, and then Melbourne, Melbourne. And then you just kind of like it. you're just like whatever. It's like I've said it like a million times, so I'll just yeah. it's Melbourne. Tell T two Melbourne breakfast tea. <laughs> That's yeah. what we're having. Uh, let me read this copy. I don't often get to read the copy. That's Emily's job so often, but I'm going to read it this I week. Love, I, just love, I just love this. When the winds start howling, this brew will see you through. Indulge. Indulge a little with this full-bodied vanilla sweet tea bound to keep you cozy all year round. Sip it up, Melbourne style. <laughs> Melbourne? Am I saying it right? <laughs> Sip it up, Melbourne style. Mel- Melbourne. All right. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, officially, this uh, tea is made uh, in China, I think, according to this, even though it is an Australian tea brand. Uh, the ingredients are black tea Whoa. and natural and artificial vanilla flavor. Interesting. Uh, so it is both naturally and artificially vanilla. <laughs> uh, distributed um, from Inglewood Cliffs, New Jersey. That's the most important fact. 
And I have it in this neat little tin. I got this for Christmas, and it's it's got uh, it's got all these Mel, 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 Melbourne things on it. Are they Melbourne things? Oh, there's like a palm tree on it or something. I didn't really think that was super Melbourne, but I don't know. It's like I guess it's like Melbourne esque, like Australian esque things. What are these? Uh, what are these disc things? They look like records. Are records a thing? That... I guess so. So like I don't know. It's like um, part of Melbourne's supposed to be more of the hip city of Australia. We can pass. So I guess like I, vinyls. Hence, I guess are hip. Hence the avocados on it. Yes, avocados are hip. Hence the avocados, and the fixies. Um, what um, the, the fixed one gear bikes? Yeah. Oh, okay. The fixies. We call those. We call that here. But Emily apparently not much of a of a bike head. <laughs> what do we call them here? No, we call it the fixies. Really? Like, but fixed gear bikes. Oh yeah. Like if you don't have, if you can't change gears. Mm, I'd call that. I I just call it a bike. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say I would call it like a bike that shifts, but I wouldn't call it that. I call it a bike. Um, though they're bikes that don't shift. Mm. Those ones, fixies, because they're fixed gear. Mm. There's also a tram on there, um, and uh, trams were, you know, like, uh, almost, like, for a while, like, pretty clearly, like, Melbourne. I think Melbourne and, um, Melbourne and like, Adelaide were the only ones that kind of had trams, but now Sydney has trams, um, so it's not really, like, an exclusively Melbourne thing anymore. Wow. So, and, uh, what are those buildings we got on there? Like, I don't know, it's like a parliament house or something. There's... Actually, I don't know. Um, oh, there's also um, Luna Park. There's that one weird one with a face. Um, oh. You should probably have like a visual aid of this. For I will. We'll oh. put a photo on Instagram. Yes. Don't worry. There but, will be a photo on Instagram. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the Luna Park. Um, there's one in Sydney and one in Melbourne. Um, what is Luna Park? It's like a it's like a real old school, like, uh, like f- a carnival theme park. Like, it's kind of like, huh. um, it feels like, a, like, an old, like an old sort of theme mm-hmm. park from like the 50s where like it's um it's all like old school games and like almost like a like a fair would be um but uh but it's just permanently there yeah so that's so so that i find this interesting because uh at coney island the main theme park there so the whole thing is called Mm. coney island but luna park is like the main park oh right yeah because it's like coney island a little bit it's just like but it's like at least the sydney one is like right in the city Mm -hmm. it's right in like the really nice part of the city is luna park um, and it was closed down for ages because someone in like the eighties or something um, like died on one of the um, the theme parks, so the theme rides. Uh, and then it um, it got opened back up in like the early two thousands. And everyone who had bought a bunch of um, really nice places and uh, houses and apartments near there started complaining about <laughs> the theme park noise. Mm. Um, but it didn't work because it's still around. Um, Take that, rich people! Yeah. yeah, rich people hate fun. <laughs> Uh, well, that's yeah. I mean, the Luna Park that's in Coney Island is actually recently reopened too. I used I, I went through a wormhole one time reading Wikipedia entries about all the <laughs> names of the parks that were part of Coney Island because there have been like because actually I think two parks there now. There might at least at least two parks in Coney Island. Maybe there's more, um, but it's always been div- like subdivided, and the Luna Park that is there now. Um, the current rendition, I think, opened in like the early 2010s, like 2012 or something like that. Uh, but it had been known as at different as different names over different periods of time. I mean, that park is like over 100 years old. I think it's real old school kind of parks. Uh, wooden roller coasters and etc. The cyclone. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about this day. Yeah. Um, I I like the description of it as uh, 
that the winds start howling that this this brew will see you through that's good copy it's a poem it's Um, a rhyming poem a rhyming poem i'm against those Mm -hmm. which we were talking about off air yes i know but i just want everyone to know that i'm against why are you against i'm not against it i just don't want my students to be only think that poems rhyme you don't want them to be bound by the, that yes. rule to be restricted by the constraints yeah. of yeah. Uh, contemporary poetry yes that's nice i don't want them to write what they feel i wish i had a I teacher have a rhythm but i wish i had to rhyme i wish i had a teacher like you to tell me this because i always struggled with rhyming when i was like i knew how to rhyme but like i always struggled writing poems because you always think they have to rhyme and then you're like you're all your poems sound like garbage because they sound like bad um like Valentine's Day cards what or is, whatever. Well, what is the name of a non-rhyming poem? I can't think of any. Well, there's like the red wheelbarrow one that's like so much depends upon a red wheelbarrow. Something about rain covering it up. I don't remember. The, it's like four lines. It's mm-hmm. very short, but that's one. Is <laughs> A lot of the poems on the subways don't rhyme. I read those a lot. <laughs> um, is, is a non-rhyming poem the same thing as prose or are those different things? P-R-O-S-E. I don't know. Mm. See, I there was like a crossword that like uh, came up the other day that had um, a non-rhyming poem as like a, as like the the description for this mm-hmm. word. And honestly, I thought it, I thought it was essays, mm. but I don't know if that's true. And the person whose crossword it was was like, "What is it?" And I'm like, "I think it's essays," knowing clear well that I didn't know if it was essays but i just couldn't help but feign confidence so yeah i've basically thrown this person you know they're still struggling they're still struggling with that one um, i mean i think it's prose but i, I think wrong. it is prose but i'm <laughs> not 100 percent certain but i am um, that's fine i'm gonna i'm gonna google this a non-rhyme oh. a non-rhyming poem. oh i tried it's just there's other ways <laughs> oh really yeah i couldn't find yeah. anything there's other ways Free what verse? I want the kids to know yeah. that there's other ways to make like poems have rhythm and mm-hmm. that's what we want to get them to. You can ha- like re- repetitive lines, onomatopoeia. Those are my favorites. Like there's different ways of like making it feel like a poem where you add your line breaks, boiling out words that aren't important. And like, a, like in a regular sentence you would put the cat was fluffy, but in a poem you can just say like the cat fluffy. Or like cat fluffy or cat was fluffy. You don't need the that to make a rhythm. Uh, I, I, that's my favorite part about poetry is poetic license. Yeah. And then you can get away with like making up your own slang. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Matt, have you found this word yet? Uh, the only thing I can really find is free verse, which is just like writing however you want. Sure. Um, I don't know if Emily Dickinson rhymed. I'm sure she tried. Well, Sure, she tried a lot of things. <laughs> Ayo! Okay. Pro- She's fine. I don't just like <laughs> yeah, Emily Dickinson. Okay, prose is a form or technique of language that exhibits a natural flow of speech and grammatical structures. Novels, textbooks, and newspaper articles are all examples of prose. So I'm not <laughs> I'm not right that that is uh, exactly it. But I think it's it's a kind of poetry, I guess. But um, the word prose is frequently used in opposition to traditional poetry, which is language with a regular structure with a common unit or a verse based on meter or rhyme. Okay, so prose is just, prose is the opposite of poetry. <laughs> so I was completely off. <laughs> um, again, I don't know, but I do know we're drinking this tea. That was a good transition by me. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Let's talk about this tea. Do we taste the vanilla? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I taste the vanilla, yeah. Yeah. You taste the vanilla. Everyone smells smell the vanilla. vanilla. You smell the vanilla? Um. 
when I do you taste hold on do we taste artificial or natural vanilla see I thought it was natural vanilla but then when I heard it's artificial now that I taste it again I'm like yeah okay, well it's both can, it's both I artificial understand. I can now I can taste both, both sides of that coin yeah I so when I bake I use a lot of vanilla it's my favorite ingredient always add more than the recipe calls for that's my pro baking tip I've shared this before vanilla beans or like vanilla vanilla flavoring. extract oh yeah um, which I'm pretty sure is what's in this because it mm. says vanilla flavoring. Um, but I always try to get the real stuff. Always try to get the real stuff. Imitation vanilla, not as good. So if you buy, if, if you buy just like the little bottles of vanilla extract, is that normally the real stuff or normally the fake stuff? I'd say it's 50-50. Okay. Um, so a lot of times it's cheaper to go with the imitation stuff. Um, and, but... Usually, at least at my grocery store, they're both there generally. Sometimes not the real stuff, which is annoying because then I have to use it if I'm out. But um, I'd say say you can get both there. Interesting. And that's at a a regular grocery store. It's a regular grocery store. I'm guessing a a Trader Joe's or a Whole Whole Foods might only have the natural one. I don't know. I've never actually bought spices at either of those places. Me neither. So this could be like a wrong assumption, but I just assume that if there's any vanilla extract that has the black dots in it, then it's like real. And I just, so like, you know how like there's like vanilla, you can get like vanilla like sort of flavoring and then yeah. it has like the black dots of the vanilla beans. Yeah. Right. Guess, yeah. That's what I, that's what I use to determine whether it's not, whether it's real or not. Like if it does not have the little black dots, I'm like, this is fake stuff. Um, it or, does stay on the box if it's real or not. And I just buy it based on the okay, box. Okay, all right. I, <laughs> real visual I don't person, trust Karen. It, I don't trust it. I feel like the wording, they could change the wording to make yeah. it be like kind of real. Make, yeah, I don't know. No. I don't know. I have no idea. I've never bought vanilla probably in my whole life. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> uh, I mean, I like it, sure. But I've never had it purchase it i don't bake things so <laughs> everyone That's dumps on um on vanilla ice ice cream you know so everyone's like oh vanilla ice cream vanilla ice cream is boring but like the good vanilla ice cream is like the best kind of ice cream in my I, opinion. I don't remember where i heard this but i at some point i read a tweet or something so i'm gonna I, i'm just gonna credit this to the world <laughs> that like we call vanilla vanilla is like our word for kind of boring but the reason it's in everything is because we realized it was the greatest flavor to ever be discovered. So we were like, let's put it in everything. And so now it feels boring, but it's because we love it so much. Um, yeah. I also love a good vanilla ice cream. Yeah. I, I usually order, if I order, uh, if I get like a, a burger and a shake, I almost always order a vanilla shake. Sometimes if there's a kooky flavor, like at a Shake Shack, I might get that. But I prefer a vanilla over chocolate and strawberry. If those I, are my options. I, I like vanilla. However, I'm going chocolate. I need you guys Oof. to talk. I need more tea. Okay. I um. So there was one time in my formative years when I was a teenager where I just could not eat vanilla flavored anything. It made me sick. Oh. Um, and the reason was because um, basically I we had a outdoor freezer um in uh in the backyard of our house, uh, and uh, one day there was a blackout. Um, and it shorted out the freezer, mm. and it didn't turn back on. And because it didn't turn back on, all the meat um, and produce in that freezer uh, thawed out and went off. Mm. So it was just like smell of like rotting meat. Um, and oh so uh, we cleaned it out, and we to sort of mask the smell, we used vanilla essence. 
Um, and because we use vanilla essence, I associated this, the smell of vanilla with rotting meat for <laughs> years. That is a very specific. Yeah. I, and I could like it, I just, just like, I just can't eat vanilla and it sucks. And mm-hmm. I, it's, I, thankfully like I've gotten out of it and I can enjoy I'm vanilla flavored things. I, yeah. I, well, I hope you're enjoying this tea right now. I'm enjoying it right now. It's <laughs> not the smell of rotting flesh at all. <laughs> it's the greatest compliment. I'm sure, uh, this is a what tea, tea company's tea ever got. Yeah. Does not smell like rotting meat. <laughs> hey guys, I think it's time. I have a question for you, Karen. <laughs> sure. Um, so thank you. Actually, I have a question before that question. Okay. What, what is your relationship to tea? Um, so I I love tea. Um, I you know, I think like I my grandparents like used to always drink tea, so whenever I sort of went over to their house. Uh, I used to drink tea with them, mm-hmm. um, and I think uh, so. That was mainly when I used to drink tea, and because uh, they were very English. Um, but now I just love to drink tea in general. Mm-hmm. I drink a lot of Earl Grey tea. I think is my go-to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I have it. I have it. Um, I always have it black now because there was a Reddit post that I read in college, which was basically like, <laughs> uh, it was basically like, oh, my grandfather never had milk and sugar because he always used to say that if it was good enough for me in the Great Depression, it's good enough for me now. And Ooh. I read that and I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to try it without milk and sugar for some reason. And I did. And then I just never went back. There you go. There you go. So. Um, I was going to, oh, in the morning, mm-hmm. are you a coffee person or a tea person? Um. In the morning, I'm a coffee person, um, just because uh, I started making cold brew, so now it's just readily available and easy Mm -hmm. for me to to get there. Um, And yeah, I think I'm at a point now where (laughs) I need a coffee in the morning. I've like I've built up a reliance. Mm -hmm. Now I just need one to wake up really. Mm. So yeah, okay. I'm I'm a night tea drinker. So like if I'm working at night um, and it's any time past like 5 p.m., I will like have I will drink copious amounts of tea but i will not touch coffee because mm-hmm. then i'll be up forever yeah i'll accept this yeah so, this <laughs> is an acceptable the, answer it's a, <laughs> honestly I mean, any answer is acceptable say, any, any answer is a good <laughs> it's answer like, what happens if it wasn't <laughs> we would end the podcast yeah. this is the part where we just like abruptly press stop on the record um oh. i also typically have my tea black um so this is all on a front to emily who always puts milk and sugar in her tea not always if it's a black tea yes i always put milk and sugar <laughs> Um, if it's a green tea or most herbal teas, I put just sugar. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm not living in the great depression. Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just like to be able to, my whole thing is that I do like to be able to taste the tea I'm having. And I feel like when you, and not, not that I'm against milk and sugar, it's just, I, I at least like to experience it without anything so I can know what it would taste like straight up. Um, which is actually why if I just go to like a Gregory's coffee and order an Earl Grey from there, which I've had a um, hundred times, I will add milk and honey to that because um, it's not that interesting and I already know what it tastes like. And I also like, I also like milk and honey. Those are also good added, uh, added ingredients. But especially like on this podcast, if I'm trying to um, get the flavor of something, I, I typically don't. I do. So take that, Emily. It wasn't a front to you until just now when I <laughs> straight up attacked you. Uh, I have a question for you, Emily. Me? Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you find T2's Melbourne <laughs> breakfast tea? I'm really still stumbling over that uh, city. Sorry, right, take your time. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Um, 
do you find this cup of tea, do you find this tea, oh God, do you find this tea to be your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Matt, thank you so much for asking. Uh, This is my cup of tea. I'm enjoying it. I like the vanilla. As discussed, I like vanilla. I think it's a nice black tea. I would have this with breakfast, but I also have it throughout the day. I don't want it to be confined to just breakfast. Mm-hmm. It's a good tea. I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. That's good. I'm glad you like it. I have a whole tin of it to drink, so it's... it's. I'm, well, we'll get to my opinion, but I'm glad so far it's a liked tea. <laughs> Karen, I have a similar question for you. Yes? Would you describe T2's Melbourne breakfast tea as your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Um... I was, I'm actually going to, I'm going to say it's not my cup of tea. Oh, oh I know. Wow, wow, wow. So. Tastes I, like rotting flesh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I guess, I guess for me, it's just, uh, I think the vanilla parts of, um, of the, of like, I imagine it's, I assume it's an English breakfast, but with vanilla in it. And then they just call it like a Melbourne breakfast because it's, it's a T2 thing and they're from yeah. Melbourne. Um, I would absolutely agree with that. It says black tea. That's like the ingredient, black tea. Yeah, yeah. So I think like, uh, and that's just basic. That's just that's that's English breakfast. It's just yeah. black tea. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think like, um, yeah, I I would just go with like a regular one without vanilla. Typically, um, I feel like my tea choices are really just like really sort of like um, like I guess uh, I guess I, I'm not sure if I'm getting the right word. Uh, the tanniny kind of taste of um, uh, of like the bitterness of um of tea i think mm-hmm. i'm i'm like really hyped on or i go the complete other way and go to for like those um those the t2s like fruit delicious yeah like um like dasani's where like um i'll make a lot of iced tea on mm-hmm. that like if ever i have to like do a lot of work or something and i'm like stuck at home i'll make like a whole jug of iced tea with mm-hmm. like fruity iced tea um so i go one way or the other i feel like these kind of these twists on classics I kind of, um, I don't necessarily find as satisfying as just like the classics themselves. Okay. Um, That's acceptable. Yeah. So like a, a quick follow-up to that. So I, um, obviously they made this tea because they are from Australia, but they mm-hmm. have, and I think specifically picked uh, Melbourne. Uh, <laughs> Melbourne? Oh God. You can say how you want. It's okay. I'm trying. Um I, 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 there are certain words I have a very hard time with. I don't have to go down that rabbit hole right now. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, I walked by a T2 that was sell- selling this tea in a display case. And in that same display case, they had different, um, I think they might've all been breakfast teas. Definitely all, if not breakfast, some of them might've been Earl Grey or something like that, but they were all based on cities of the world. So they have a New York breakfast. I know that. Um, they obviously have this one. There's, I think, a London breakfast. I want. I want. There is definitely a French Earl Grey, but I don't know if there's like a Paris mm-hmm. breakfast. Maybe. Uh, but they were definitely trying just like to do breakfast. But f- if it was from this city or this city, yeah. I don't know what the New York one tastes like. A uh, sewage. <laughs> App- oh, maybe apple. Maybe they throw apple in there to be like uh, the Big Apple. I don't know. That would be a forced. <laughs> Do, do you, I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, is vanilla like a? I mean, vanilla is a scent everywhere, like or a spice everywhere. But is it like particularly associated with Melbourne or no? No, I think the reason why they chose Melbourne is because like like the head office is in Melbourne. All right, and I think you know like if they were going by numbers, they should have chosen Sydney. Mm-hmm. Sydney was a bigger populace. 
mm-hmm. um, at least from my knowledge as someone who is from Sydney. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'm biased. But yeah, I think like really um, it's not like it's not really like vanilla is not really like a an Australian kind of yeah. thing. Okay. I guess it's, I, I, but I would say like, you know, like Australians like vanilla, I yeah. guess. Like everyone, like we said, everyone <laughs> likes vanilla. Like, I don't know All why right. it's, it's not a particular thing. Speaking of everyone loves vanilla, let me read you the New York breakfast tea. Just, okay. I know that's not the tea we're drinking, but I brought it up and I want to just at least talk about it. The description, a full-bodied black tea boasting the taste of hot pancakes. What? Inspired by a perfect New York moment. Warm up the, warm up the morning or sweeten your afternoon and be whisked away to the city that never sleeps. Okay, I'm gonna get to the ingredients in a second, but why is New York known for its pancakes? <laughs> this no. would be like okay, so reverse this podcast, right? We're all in Australia. Carrot's the host. Me and Emily are the guests, and we're drinking New York breakfast in Australia. And Carrot would go, "Hey, Emily and Matt, is uh, our pancakes a thing that is known f- for in New York?" We'd go. That's really confusing. What do yeah, you, is it? Is it there? Like, people do you eat, have pancakes? Do they exist in yeah. New York? People eat pancakes everywhere. The same thing about vanilla, right? So that's crazy. Now let me read you the ingredients. <laughs> Black tea, cinnamon, natural and artificial flavor, vanilla. <laughs> so, it's, so the New York one also has vanilla. In so it. it's the same, but with cinnamon. Yeah, and it tastes like pancakes because New York is known for its pancakes, I guess. I don't buy that. What do you guys think? Opinions? <laughs> I don't have an opinion on that, but I have an opinion. No, I want you to have an opinion on something. Matt, okay. would you describe this tea twos? Melbourne breakfast, loose leaf, flavored black tea, net weight 100 grams slash 3.5 ounces as your cup of tea or not your cup of tea. This is my cup of tea. I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm actually, as I'm having this, I'm realizing probably the next time I have it, I'm probably going to put milk in it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, I have some. It's maybe a good tea to like uh, milk down. No, I don't need it right now. I'll finish. I'll finish as I'm as I am. Um, but I am realizing it's, it's probably it probably goes good with milk. Maybe some honey too. <laughs> I love them both. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, all my opinions on that. You don't you don't have anything. All right. Wait, what? <laughs> we we again. We're like, let's not talk about this pancake thing. But oh well, <laughs> I just I was trying to keep us on track. Yeah, no, but no, good, I good instincts. I have, I mean, I have more to say about pancakes. I do not think of them as a New York food. Do you guys know a good place to get pancakes in New York? I mean, like, I would if I wanted pancakes, I would just go to a brunch place and yeah. order the pancakes. It's funny because I have been having pancakes in New York for the past, like, you know x many years i've been here but the best pancakes that i've had in a long time i actually had back in sydney wow irony a place yeah at a place called cuckoo cali which was basically one single pancake that was drenched in nutella and it was so good (laughs) we both like that super decadent so good and then it had like um i had like cotton candy vanilla flavored cotton candy on top of that that sounds good it's really good i got a photo of it i'll show you i'll show you guys later um i get french toast a lot and but the best French toast I've had was in Wisconsin. There you go. It was so good. I expect a T two Wisconsin breakfast that has French, French toast. toast. Yeah. Um, um, I did find the Sydney. There's a Sydney breakfast, and uh, it ha- it's bright, fresh, and bold. This is the character of Sydney in a tea, a warm, full-bodied breakfast tea blend with a delicious hint of bergamot to send your senses sailing around so the it's harbor. Gray. 
Uh, would you describe it a breakfast? Sydney, would you describe Sydney as bright, fresh, and bold? I would. Uh, I would say yes. And I it would do- say yes. No. <laughs> and it does have a harbor. I know. I know my geography yeah. enough to there know. Is that. A, there is a Sydney harbor. Yeah. Oh, I've, um, oh, I've seen. Finding Nemo. Oh yeah. Is yeah, that where a, it is? That, that is the probably yeah. the most accurate representation of Sydney. P. Then. Sherman Forty Two, Wallaby yeah. Way, Sydney. That's an actual place. I would live there. Yeah, it's honestly. Um, okay, tea talk done. Tea talk complete. Good. That was a long tea talk. That's okay. We covered a lot of ground. <laughs> lots, we lots traveled of breakdown. all over the world. Um, oh. oh, Emily, get back I on know, microphone. I know. I'm sorry. I was stretching and then I decided to talk at the microphone <laughs> at the same time and it did not work. <laughs> um, Karen, thank yeah. you so much for being on this podcast. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts about the tea. It's a pleasure discussing everything with us mm-hmm. i just want you to know everything we've talked about now longer no longer matters because it's your topic time oh great karen what is your topic today uh, my topic is uh the time i got hoodwinked <laughs> okay <laughs> um so uh there's that that is the that is the the title you guys said that you know as introducing me that i had a lot of i didn't know what topics they were all that was a little trickery that was a little ruse wow we got hoodwinked i I hoodwinked you wow as an example of the hoodwinking that i went through (laughs) um which is actually uh, so it's the the hoodwinking itself is pretty straightforward but i kind of wanted to talk about like a bigger topic from that um so uh have you guys heard of the video game wild star no Okay. <laughs> I have not. Um, so Wildstar was a massively multiplayer online game that was announced in 2011 um, for the PC. And it came out in 2014, and it was subsequently closed down in 2018. Mm. Um, it closed down mainly because uh, they kind of marketed to the wrong kind of people, um, and uh, they didn't really have enough sort of in-game content, which is what you need for like massively multiplayer online games. Um, but what was interesting about and sort of really different about um, Wildstar 2, at least for me, is the hype around it. it I, I was so hyped. And I feel like these days I get more interested in being hyped about video games than actually playing the games. Mm-hmm. Like right now, <laughs> for me, it's like Cyberpunk 2077. I'm more, I think I'm more hyped and I'm having more fun being excited. Mm-hmm. about that game than I probably would ever playing that game. <laughs> um, but when it came to Wildstar in around 2012, 2013, I was so hyped to that game. It mm-hmm. looked like it looked like World of Warcraft crossed with like Pixar. Um, it had like, you know, the the movement and the combat in the game looked so fun and so great. I just wanted to, I really wanted to play it. Um, and so this comes into the time I got hoodwinked. Um, and the time I got hoodwinked was I found out that there was a way that I could play the game early through beta. Mm-hmm. And I was if I got a beta key. Okay. But uh, I could not get a beta key through uh, regular means, which was which would at that time was winning a competition where they would give away like 100 beta keys mm-hmm. every like six months or something or be a part of the press. So uh, what I did is I went on a this Steam Keys uh, marketplace, and I basically looked for a farm where someone was like, "Hey, I have a Wildstar beta key that I'm sell- I'm willing to sell." And so I basically uh, hit up this guy and was like, "Hey, I want your Wildstar beta key," and he was like, "Sure, uh, it's you know fifty bucks." And I'm like, "I don't. All right, sure, I'll pay mm-hmm. fifty bucks for this. I, I will." Um, 
and so then it was literally at that point it was like a point where it was like all right give me the 50 dollars first and i'm like no you give me the beta key first <laughs> and it's like and so it was one of those things where uh, i kind of, i wanted to get um i wanted to get the key but i wasn't super sure if he believed it but I was like, all right, well, you know, I want this bad enough that I'm willing to sort of take a risk. And so uh, he originally wanted me to send money through Western Union. And I just had no idea what to do with like, <laughs> Western Union wiring to like some yeah. random place. I feel like I I think I've had to do it once. I had to like go to like Dwayne Reed. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. to It's hard to wire money through Western. I don't know. The movies make it look so easy to wire money to other people. Yeah. But it was it was hard. And we ended up settling on me buying him assassin's creed black flag in return for the beta key so i bought it i bought assassin's creed was this fifty dollars it was less than fifty dollars but i think he ended up kind of just sort of being like just get me this and i'll give you the key i'm like all right cool so i bought it i bought the game and i gifted it to his steam account and then i'm like all right cool where's the beta key and then nothing from him Mm -hmm. and i'm like i'm like hey are you there And I felt this sinking feeling that has stuck with me to this day of just being, of just, yeah. like, even knowing that I was going to get hoodwinked and then still got hoodwinked, it was just, like, devastating. Yeah. It's really, and yeah, aggravating. I yeah. know, right? It's so upsetting. <laughs> and you were so hopeful. I was so hopeful. I wanted to play that game so bad. Um, and I didn't. I didn't end up getting to play it until the open beta, which was, like, back in, like, later on in, like, 2014. But mm-hmm. I just was so salty about just sort of, like, the me getting so hyped on a game i was willing to very obviously get conned out yeah. of uh and out of an actual like an actual money uh yeah. an actual game for that reason yeah i mean you're still holding on to it and then you got invited to be on a podcast and you decided that's the that's this is the I'm thing you want to talk about I, I thought i thought you know i looked through and i'm like i could talk to you guys about pop punk i could talk to you guys about uh you know like screenwriting i could talk to you guys about alias but no, I'm going to talk to you guys about the time that I got hoodwinked. I got hoodwinked because yeah. you know this is like this is therapy for me. This is free therapy. Yeah, okay, yeah. Do you know who got hoodwinked? Who did the main character in Alias? Oh, she did. She did. She did. She got. There hoodwinked. we go. She did. She got wow. hoodwinked on a very on a very high stakes way. Very high stakes. Ooh. Is this a spoiler? R.I.P. Danny. Uh, no, you like find that out. I think the first episode, right? Oh. Yeah, you, it's the um, it's basically the first half of the entire first episode. Is yeah. this, um, we can spoil the alias pilot yeah, yeah i mean I, it's been out for so long basically just you guys were tiptoeing around it where i was like oh i don't are they trying not to spoil like the entire show of alias no it's oh. like um it's like the first episode is that basically she's like a spy and she finally she like decides in the first episode like at the first act break that she's going to tell her um fiance danny so she tells her fiance danny that she's a spy and then the second act break um, you find out that the spy agency knows that she's told Danny and hmm. says that he's compromised. And the start of the the sort of uh, the start of the third the third act is basically her coming home from a mission and realizing that they've killed Danny, her fiance. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the third act break, you find out that she's actually been working for the bad guys the whole time. Ooh. But they hoodwinked her. They into hoodwinked thinking. her into thinking that she was oh. she on like a covert CIA. Mm. CIA branch. Yeah. Yes, I've yes. It's really a well structured action pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, like, J.J. Abrams should be credited for, like, that was a really cool 
way to sort of set up that pilot. I hear he's really good at setting things up. Not yes. so great at uh, finishing but things off. That's the thing, right? Is that like you can get like, I think Damon Lindelof was like his second in command, I guess. In Or maybe I'm wrong, but he worked really closely with like show running Lost. I think Damon Lindelof was basically like, he worked really hard to try and make sense of things mm-hmm. a lot of the way through. Because I think he kind of took over from Abrams when Abrams went on to do other stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah getting getting hoodwinked well was the game worth it um (laughs) you finally played it it was when to starting to start off like it it was great like it was one of those games where you know like world of warcraft um maybe you don't um world of warcraft is a game where you basically you right click an enemy and then you can press like one to nine on the keyboard or like Mm -hmm. like symbols to be able to uh do attacks and then it's like all timed up to like a, a tab action kind of um kind of way and this one was more uh telegraph like it was very telegraphed so everything sort of all the enemy uh, like all the um all the enemies attacks sort of came up as like red highlights on the ground that you had to avoid and dodge Mm -hmm. um and it was very movement based so you could like double tap um a movement key to be able to roll in certain ways Mm -hmm. um and then you had to sort of telegraph your attacks to make sure that they fit um they actually hit the enemy um, so it was like you had to, you couldn't just like not pay attention. You had to always pay attention to yeah. playing and you, and it felt more like an action game. Um, and it had player housing, which was, you know, in the early 2010s was not much of like a, not really, a, you know, commoditized. Like now, um, you know, like WoW has, you know, their forts or whatever. I haven't played WoW for years, but like Final Fantasy 14 has like player housing and that's like a big thing that a lot of people work on, but uh for you know like Wildstar, it was like a your own personal house was a really big you know grab at least from someone like me who was like super into that like more of the casual kind of like uh like pseudo life kind of like pseudo second life kind of vibe that yeah. i wanted in my mmos mm. so i was super hyped on it um and i played it for a while and it was fun but i think um yeah it just kind of like started to run out of steam in the second half of the game in mm. the end game so i ended up just not playing anymore yeah wow if so, you had been one of the beta testers, you could have given them that information. I could have, I but could you have were sent them. hoodwinked. I was hoodwinked. Yeah, too many hoodwinkers that didn't give the good advice. You know, I um, so I paid the hoodwinker um in an in a in a copy of Assassin's Creed Black Flag, and mm-hmm. I have never played that game, and I refuse to play that game. Yeah, out of a constant lesson yeah. to myself. That's the too uh, bad you couldn't have ungifted it. Like, I digitally tried to. resend it. I tried to, and then like Steam was like, no, you can't, and I'm like. Yeah, guys, I got hoodwinked. But come on, I got hoodwinked. I have the receipts. <laughs> I bought a I bought a microphone. This is a real stupid aside, but I bought a microphone that's like a um, a uh, computer, like a really good computer microphone, and it costs like a hundred bucks. And there was like one, or there was one version of it that was one hundred and seven dollars, and a second version of the same microphone that was one hundred and five dollars. That's two dollars cheaper for anyone who didn't want to do the math. <laughs> Thank and you. the cheaper one came with a free copy of like the latest Assassin's Creed game. And I was like, I don't even want this game. But it's free. It's actually less money <laughs> if I buy the version with the- I honestly had to think like real hard. I was like, do I and I cuz I kind of was like worried that the packaging would be more burdensome if I bought the one, but it actually just comes with a little slip of paper that has like a download key in it. Mm-hmm. And I was so I do have a free copy of uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey or something. That's a good game. Uh, you, you, you slept on that. Well, That's a mistake. I 
It's fine. I just I've never gotten that big into it. This I've played one of these Assassin's Creed games, and I just never really got that into how they are. I'm now that I have this one for free, maybe I will play it. Uh, it's just that's like that. Mm, it's not to say that th- that kind of game isn't my kind of game because it sort of is, but I just didn't really get into the one Assassin's Creed game I have played. So, I don't know. Yeah. So Assassin. So Ubisoft, as a developer in general, has kind of like developed their own way of making games um, at the moment, and they're definitely they have this setting, this exploration mode in most of their games, where basically they don't tell you where to go, like on a mini map. Mm-hmm. They give you descriptions, and you have to go out and find based on the descriptions of like almost if someone was like trying to tell you like, hey, meet me at this mountain. It's the mountain that's next to this um to this like temple uh and also it's like got a tree out the front of it like you don't have an icon somewhere where on the, in the mini yeah. map where you go you have to like look with your eyes to find this this mountain um that's next to the temple with the tree next yeah. to it so like i think that exploration mode's pretty cool in itself and they they throw that into all their games now um or like most of their games and um assassin's creed sorry yeah assassin's creed like odyssey was one of the first ones to kind of do like pretty well like i I did that for a while. It was time consuming. Um, if you definitely just didn't want to like steamroll through like the main story quest, but it was fun to kind of try that kind of like yeah. that way of playing a game. I will say sometimes, sometimes when a game makes me meander, <laughs> unless I'm like already invested in the world, it gets I'm like annoyed. Like I'm like I just want to play the game. It's like sometimes if it's like an intellectual property that I really love, so like Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, which is another meandering game. <laughs> uh, I was so into it because I already I'm like predisposed. I love Zelda. I mean the game's awesome, anyways. But I'm less likely to be annoyed that they make me go off on these like explorations, like in a similar way. Because you kind of want to. I want to. Like, yeah. Want to explore, right? But in like when I just like got this one random Assassin's Creed game, I don't remember which one. It was like one, not like the. It was one in the middle of all of them, <laughs> so I didn't like start the beginning. Um, and I was like, uh, I'm not that in, I'm not that invested in this world. <laughs> and it just like yeah, I think I got I got the game for free. I didn't. If I had paid for it, which again I got this new one for free. Uh, I have a if I'm not if I'm not paying for a game, I'm less invested in it. Uh, Let's go back to getting. Hurt. Anyways, yeah, getting. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about your feelings through this process. Okay. So you said you knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I did. I. Uh, I. So it was one of those points where, like, I, I kind of knew at this point, like, where this guy was very being very, um, you know, very short, and he was just like, just do this, just do that. And I'm like, this guy is like, he really wants to like really put me in a box where yeah. I like will just do what he says. Um so I was like, uh this guy basically is probably not gonna give me this code. But on the slightest, smallest one yeah. percent chance that he has it, um I'm willing to sort of like give up this money for it. Yeah. But I made that sort of agreement within myself. And then when it happened, I was like, what have I done? I did not <laughs> I did not agree with this. You like, set expectations but I we're did. still disappointed. You, I, I feel like that's you have to. Like even if you are I feel like that happens anytime you're disappointed in life. Weird like mm. you've just you've you know there's a possibility, but you're like, but I'm okay if it doesn't happen. But then it doesn't happen and you're still mad. Upset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh I think sometimes I think of that when I go on auditions and I was just um, thinking about that. <laughs> I uh I know full well that I don't really stand much of a chance in auditions, but then I do a good one. I'm good in it. And then I still get rejected. And I'm, but I'm like, but I knew like I, going into it, I was like, this is a real long shot, but then you do well. 
And you're like, maybe. And then they say no. And you're like, damn it. <laughs> that's the thing. That's the hope. It's the hope that like, you're like, oh, like maybe, maybe this is it. Maybe, maybe this you is know, it. this is it. But you also need that hope to get through life, you know? Well, like, would you do anything if you didn't have that hope? Exactly. Would you bother? Like, I think that's like, it's a human condition. Yeah. Now, I think an interesting thing about both auditions and your example of getting hoodwinked is Mm -hmm. that these are examples of going into a situation knowing you're possibly getting the rug pulled out from under you. Mm. (laughs) Um, Not not that auditions are not being hoodwinked, but it's still a similar feeling of like, it's someone else like... um, messing with your destiny <laughs> it's like a uh, it's like a job interview in like a lessons as well like job interviews you kind of like yeah you know you can have your the rug like a lot of times people will like get into a room with people that they pretty much aren't gonna hire but mm-hmm. they'll just interview you anyway because you know it could be it's anyone's game at this point yeah um but that but that's one kind of getting uh hoodwinked <laughs> job interviews <laughs> auditions and uh having cheated out of a code but uh this reminds me of i i one time saw um there's all like these new york uh schemes to get people to to get people to pay you money uh one of the classics is like you hold a pair of broken glasses in your hand and then you drop them and then you say like hey you broke my glasses then they convince you to give them like a hundred dollars to buy new glasses uh that's like the old scam the newer version of that is cell phones and people will purposely bump into you and and like drop their cell phone but their phone is already broken it's already like shattered and they go you broke my phone uh and i saw this happen and work in person no it didn't happen to me it never would happen to me if someone ever told me i broke something of theirs i would never unless i watched myself do it i would never believe that i ever did it (laughs) because there are people always have to get you in new york that's the lesson um but i i literally watched this thing where like a guy dropped his phone and like convinced a woman to go to an ATM and give him money. Like I watched almost the whole thing happen. I couldn't really warn her because by the time I realized it was happening, uh, they were like too far away from me. And I was like, Oh my God, what is going on? But I 100% saw like one of these, um, griffs actually work. That's it. A grift. <laughs> um, I watched a show once. Oh God, what was it called? I enjoyed it, but it wasn't like a great show. And the premise was, so that there was a, there was a, a gang of grifters but one of them would like like make people fall in love with her it was like over like three months or something and then get married really quick and then on like the 30th day of their being married there's something about the 30th day and like being able to access money or something i'm not 100 percent sure about that she would leave and like leave a video like is this the one where it's like her and like three guys? Yes, and I just can't remember. The I can't name remember of the it. name, but I remember seeing that. Um, and, oh yeah. But there were they also like through that when these guys go to get back at her, she like they do a lot of grifting, and it was fascinating to see like how like they the, learned to con, how they learned to con, like Matt's yeah. like phone mm. thing, like they did that, mm. and then there was like a, a jacket thing, and because they cool. needed money, so they're like, yeah, yeah, oh, no. Yeah. Oh. Don't fall for grifts. Don't, Don't. get grifted. This is, this is imposters. A, that's what it's called. This is a real thing or a movie? It was a, it was a TV show called The Imposters or it, just right. Imposters. I don't remember. But it's fiction. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just to be clear. <laughs> um, that's the kind of thing I I don't think I've been grifted in that way, but it's funny. So like you know, obviously you knew you didn't get the key and you got screwed out of your money, your Assassin's Creed black flag. Yeah. Um. So you knew it, but I can't, uh, 
I imagine a lot of people who do get grifted figure it out like a year later or something like <laughs> I that. I don't think this guy is going to reply back to me. Like, or you're like, or like if you pay someone for their phone and you realize like, oh my God, I didn't actually bump into that guy or whatever. I like, I would be worried like if that, like that woman just like halfway through sort of walking to the ATM realizing. Oh yeah. But then already committing to going and just being like, oh man, is this like. I'm, I've committed to this. I've committed to this. Should I. People are going to say I'm so stupid. Yeah, well, <laughs> people are going to say I'm so stupid. I pay the man, and then I don't say another word about yeah, this. Yeah, I will not tell anybody that I got grifted out of X amount of money. Also, then you're like letting these grifters be near you when you're going into the ATM. That's another concern. So you got to like be careful. I know. I also, I, that's like, that's a weird, this, is, this happened maybe like two years ago. Uh, I also feel like I would never just give someone cash like that. <laughs> I don't know. I'd like, what's oh. your Venmo or something yeah, like that? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then you have some sort of trail of them. Um, I want to go back to yours real quick. If Venmo had existed, this would have been a great way to pay this person. I know, right? But what was your limit on the amount of having to pay that you would have been like, this is too much money? I feel like my limit was probably 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I still went over it. You still went over it. Mm. Um. You really wanted this game. I really, I was willing. I was, I was ready and ready to go. Um, yeah, I think like definitely like if he was like a hundred dollars, I would have been like no. Okay. Um, but because like I was younger and I just didn't have that much money. Um, but yeah, no, I just um, I think I would probably would have yeah probably would have spent like you know like fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. Like I think fifty was probably what I the max like pushing past what I was uh, what I wanted to spend. Okay. I mean, what did the game spend? actually cost when it came out? Because games cost like fifty or sixty bucks. Yeah, it was like sixty bucks. When it came out. The game sold well when it came out. It was a it was a hit. Um, but then they just like just did not prepare for. I guess like they didn't scale properly. They kept making the people kept like uh, the servers kept getting overloaded. So they kept um, you know making. It's funny. I know all these things about the game because I kind of half researched the game. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm going to talk about Wildstar, mm-hmm. and then I was like. You know what? No, I'm going to talk about the time I got hoodwinked <laughs> from Wildstar. Um, but yeah, no, uh, it's like they had a whole bunch of servers that uh, they basically got overloaded, so they just kept spinning up new servers. But then when people stopped playing, as inevitably you do when a new game comes out, you play for a while and then you stop. Um, they just had a bunch of Ghost Town servers, and it took them too long to sort of remerge them together. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, that's an interesting. Uh, thing like pokemon go when it first came out and it was like crashing on everyone because uh they didn't like expect the demand to be there even though that's <laughs> insane. a pokemon game well the whole thing is well i i don't know i don't know this um game that you're playing like who developed it or whatever but like the people who did pokemon go were not a huge like video game development company so the bigger you are the more prepared you can be for like scaling servers up um and if you're this poor company that maybe this is their only game or their only big like hit. Um, you don't have like the infrastructure to be like, uh, to like scale up the servers and then scale them down or like scale them up when you need it and then move them on to like a, whatever like the newest game is like as demand drops, (laughs) um, you could put people on, um, onto the new game or something like that. That's a little insight on how servers work. I think they're getting a little better at that. I think as well with like AWS as well. You can if you're you host your game on AWS, you can spin up new servers. Oh yeah, now it's all virtual and stuff. Uh, Carrot, I'm gonna ask you if you can sneak a little closer to the microphone for now. I'm (laughs) so sorry. No, just it's just too comfortable. It just changed right there. (laughs) Um, I have a question about getting hoodwinked. My foot is asleep. If you're wondering why, oh yeah, you're so fidgety. fidgety. Um, 
By the way, Emily's foot always falls asleep. Yes, this she is never a common occurrence. <laughs> um, but I'm getting hoodwinked by myself. <laughs> um, how many people have you told your getting hoodwinked story to? Um, not really anybody. Oh, wow. I oh, remember, wow. like, um, like, I think I probably told, like, one or two of my friends on TeamSpeak when it happened. Like, and for those who don't know, TeamSpeak is, like, the, like, the one of, the, like, the voice chat sort of servers that you would just log into and talk to your friends on mm-hmm. in PC. So I, um, I just, just logged, I just logged on and just been like, hey, guys, I, um, uh, I just lost some money <laughs> and then they were like oh that's a bummer and then that was it Ugh. um but i haven't really told many people well, are I you remember, are you embarrassed is that why you haven't told many people or at least at the time i think at the time i was embarrassed i think at the time i was embarrassed because i feel like i should have known better than to because it wasn't really the fact that i got hoodwinked it was that i got hoodwinked for a game that i couldn't wait to just play mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so i was kind of i was kind of like one of the things where i was like man i should like I should I, I should just wait and be fine and be chill. Um, and that because that was a big display of just sort of like how caught up I got on the yeah. hype of things. And again, like even like today, I'm still like I'm still uh, I'm still like uh, I'm super hyped on things. Mm-hmm. Like I, like it's like it's more fun for me to get hyped on things. You're a, a, a fan of anticipation. <laughs> I am a fan of anticipation. <laughs> um, um, that's a term I've just made up. So well, it's, it's <laughs> accurate. Um. So you haven't told that many people do. I feel like if I feel like if I told this story to people, I would just be like, so like worried that they would just mock me and be like, you're so stupid. It's the cell phone lady. It's the cell phone lady. Um, do you think that's why maybe these things don't get talked about as much? Like how like many in people? General? Yeah. I feel like a lot of people get hoodwinked and they just don't talk about yeah. it. Cause they're just like, I don't want to, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't care. It's like it happened like almost 10 years ago. So yeah. for me now, I'm just kind of like, it's kind of funny. Um, How old were you? I think I was like 21. Okay. So I was like still like, uh, like I was like 20, 21. I was still like pretty young, um, but I was like old enough to know better. You were old enough to know better. Okay. Yeah. And money probably mattered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, money doesn't matter now <laughs> well, i had like right, I, it matters less now than it matters when you're like right out of college i mean i, I agree but <laughs> i feel like at 21 i had more disposable income than i do now though mm-hmm. like because like i was living at home mm-hmm. and like i only had the money that i worked for mm-hmm. um but now i have like so many bills it's just kind of like yeah yeah so i had, I probably have more money to throw away at 21 than i do now yeah do I wanna... speaking of the greatest hoodwink of all it's moving to new york city thinking you'll make something for yourself <laughs> <laughs> uh lol hey. Hey, listen, <laughs> if we hadn't all moved to New York, we wouldn't be here right now. Exactly. Right. It isn't getting hoodwinked, really, just the friends you make along the way. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. you know, this, is, this is the closest I've been to Booked and Blessed in a while, guys. So, well, there you go. Feel Booked and Blessed. I've hoodwinked everyone into thinking that people listen to this podcast. <laughs> people listen to this podcast, Matt. It's true. And I know I, and I know how many people listen to this podcast, but I won't talk about it. It's two times today you said people don't listen, but people listen. People it's do true. listen. People are listening right now, and they're listening to you saying people don't listen. They're being like, what about me? Yeah. But what about me, Matt? It's, it's a joke. It's they, Everyone out there, because they all listen every week, they know that I'm a jokester. <laughs> Matt the jokester. Um, so I'm, you're really just sort of living up to their expectation. Yeah. They all know. They all know. It's a little... Uh, it's a good-hearted hoodwink <laughs> that I'm... Any, anytime you're lying, you're hoodwinking, right? <sighs> it's true. Uh, and joking is just mostly lying. 
Um, I have a question for both of you. Have you guys ever hoodwinked someone else? Not like in like scamming money from them, but just in like... Have I ever lied to anybody? Not like <laughs> lied, but just like tricked someone. Um, I guess for like pranks, I've like yeah. pranked people. Okay. But I guess not really. No. Okay. Have you? Have you hoodwinked no, I somebody? No, No. Matt, have you hoodwinked somebody? Um... Not, only for only for the sake of comedy. <laughs> yeah. I have a question for you guys. Okay. Have you guys seen the movie Hoodwinked? No. No. Oh really? Oh, that's a good movie. No. Okay. It came out like it's like it's forgotten. Time is forgotten Hoodwinked. Hoodwinked is like a pretty fun movie. It's the Red Riding Hood movie, but it's kinda like it kinda make they kinda turn it on its head a bit. They change a few things. Is it's the subver- wolf a good sub- character in the end? Subverting. I don't think so. I think they're all idiots. I think oh, okay. the thing. It's like it's. Ba- I think it came off like the hype of Shrek. Like Shrek was did so well, and they were like, let's just make like Shrek with like a little Red Riding Hoodie kind of vibe. So it's like it's all it's all meta. It's all super late meta jokes, yeah. but it's like I think I remember this coming out. I think I remember the existence of this movie. The marketing of the definitely the marketing of the movie Hoodwinked was better than the movie Hoodwinked, but like you know <laughs> well, they hoodwinked, still, hoodwinked you with the marketing. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. probably the whole thing. Isn't marketing just hoodwinking people? As somebody who works for a marketing company, <laughs> yes. I haven't seen Mad Men, so I don't know. Instagram, great example of hoodwinking. Hood- That's true. Hood- you're hoodwinking your friends. Exactly. Like, look how perfect my life is. Oh yeah, there's a song by um, the artist K Flay, uh, someone who I really enjoy listening to, talking about uh, people faking how much fun they're having in life, and like talking about Instagram in that way. Yeah, <laughs> it's all staged. That's here's true. A fun thing. Um, Hoodwinked was released in 2005, uh, and it stars Exhibit. Oh. Wow. You a name with an X. There you go. To go back to Charles X. Cohen. Did we talk about that on the podcast? David we, X. Cohen. D- David that was, or pre. And that was pre, pre-podcast. Pre-podcast. <laughs> Just so we all know, we were talking about David S. Cohen before the podcast, a writer from The Simpsons and Futurama. <laughs> I just, you know, things get blurred. That's true. That's Lord true. Lines. We probably shouldn't have spoken at lines. all until we started podcasting. No, we should have been silent. We should have been absolutely silent. Hey, that pre that pre stuff, that's important because first of all, I do record all of it. So I have if you ever say anything incriminating in the first five minutes before the podcast, I've got <laughs> I've it on record. So many people. That's my hoodwink. Um and uh also it, it gets us all um it gets us loose. You gotta get loose a little bit. We don't want that's what we don't talk to you about tea before we start recording. That's that's like our one little rule, like if anyone starts talking about tea, we're like, save it for the podcast. Save, save the tea for the podcast. Um, like if, if anyone, someone's like, uh, oh, I don't really drink much tea. We're like, no, I don't, I don't want to hear about it now. We'll ask you your deal with tea <laughs> later. Um, that movie, that movie, uh, or that TV show Punk, that's all about hoodwinking. Oh, I did not like that show. Oh my God. Did you guys hear about like that guy from Stranger Things and how he made his own version of like Punked? But like... The kid or? Yeah, the kid. Like yeah. The, what, what's his name? The... The main kid, right? No, the curly-haired oh, kid. Oh, Dustin. Dustin. I don't remember his real name. Yeah. Well, Dustin, you don't even know his real name. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's Dustin. He, like, um, has his own, um, he had his own TV show on, like, Netflix, and it, like, oh. was bad. I think I've heard about the show. I never watched it. I think it was just, like, it like, wasn't that it was bad. It was just, that, like, he, it was, um, it was, like, uh, inconsiderate. Like, too mm. inconsiderate to people mm. that didn't know what was going on. It was like almost kind of like, it was like mean. It was like, bu- it was like yeah. bullying almost. I, yeah. Something like that. Where it's just kind of like, oh, that's a bit rough. See, I think that's true of all prank shows. Like, well, I think punk itself was incredibly inconsiderate. Well, like, were- have you watched Justin Timberlake crumble? <laughs> <laughs> no. 
So I think you can feel less about punks because they're like celebrities. They can yeah. go back to their mansions and cry. I do. Like that's like the thought behind that, right? Yeah. I think Just for Laughs was always like an innocent kind of thing where like mm-hmm. the pranks were always like, you know, like there was always like that that Girl Scout with like the bags that she would like, hey, help me lift these bags. Mm-hmm. And like two of them would be really light and they would be the ones that she would lift. And then the two that she, they asked the people to lift were like full of like mm-hmm. rocks. <laughs> so they couldn't lift it, but then she would lift hers really. And they'd be like, how is she lifting them so easily? And I can't lift these at all. Um, and then, like, when they weren't looking, she'd swap the bags around, um, and then she would, like, lift up the, mm-hmm. like, once they would think that they're lifting up the other ones. Um, but anyway, wow. Just for Laughs has, like, an, a lot of nice, innocent kind of... Yeah, see, that, no one's being hurt in No that. one's being, no, no one's in danger, or they feel, no one's, no one is yeah. triggering the fight or flight response. Yeah. I think that's the thing, is that, tri- like, like, triggering the fight or flight response, I think, is, like, kind of mean. Oh, yes. so that's, like, that show, Boiling Point. When that it was an MTV show, and they would try to purposely irritate somebody as best they could, and if they didn't yell back at the person or whatever, they would you'd win a prize. You didn't know you were on the show. It was like one of those street, uh, you know, street shows, whatever. One of, it, you know, yeah, on, one of like those on the like, street kind of things. One of those like sort of like unsuspecting, like hidden people. camera stuff. Yeah. And yeah, it was like you'd get like a waiter, and the, your waiter was like incredibly bad and it was like as long as you didn't yell at them you'd win a hundred dollars or something but that show was infuriating watch because they were they were literally just trying to make people angry (laughs) um well carrot we're about wrapping it up is there anything about getting hoodwinked you wanted to add before um no i think i covered everything i covered wild star i covered the movie i covered exhibit (laughs) um we got to talk about TV, other TV shows like Punked. <laughs> I do have one quick question. Oh, yeah. Did you try to get this game again, like, before it was released? Or you were like, no, that's it. I, it was I, that's I it. it I, was, I was so upset. Okay. It was that's it. Okay. I just played League of Legends for, like, mm-hmm. another year and a half, two years. Yeah, there's other games. <laughs> yeah. I just played other games. Okay. Get, stay off the black web, every dark web, everybody. There's other games. <laughs> yeah, that's where you get all the games on dark web. Um, that's where I get all my games. But I have done the same process successfully for other games in the future okay oh. so i had i had bought keys to beta accounts um r- even recently mm-hmm. um for things that i was just like it's like someone's like i was selling like um torchlight frontiers is a game that's coming out and i was waiting for it and they kept pushing back the release date and i'm like man i just gotta like see what this game's about so i spent 15 dollars and i bought an account that someone was selling and I played it for like five minutes, and then I just quit it because I was like, oh, "This is, not, this isn't done. Like, um, this is this is something that like I would be excited to see unfinished in like 2011 is now something in like 2020, 2019. I'm just like, I just don't have time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just don't have time to yeah. waste on unfinished um, games. I do have one question. No, not one question. I just have one follow up thing. Okay. Do did you feel like you were going to get hoodwinked all those times or were they more like legit? Yeah. I was like, I was like, I am throwing this away now. Like, okay. I, everything at this point, I'm just throwing away. Okay. So I just fine. I was like, I wouldn't have been upset because I was just like, whatever. Do you like, okay. do but you I like... wasn't as emotionally invested as I was with Wildstar. Okay. Do you like to gamble? <laughs> um, my family has a history of gambling, but I think this is my style of gambling. Yeah. Is I, <laughs> I don't, keys. I don't, I don't gamble. Yeah. I don't gamble with, on the horses. I gamble on the keys. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> What a phrase! Um, I might, I might, I might clip that one and put that <laughs> as a Instagram post if I remember. Um, all right. Well, thank you for bringing getting hoodwinked 
to the show. That's cool. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Yeah. Thank um, you for being here. Did you have anything you would uh, like to mention about uh, a, a plug? I was trying not to use the word plug because I actually don't think that word's that great, but uh, I couldn't think of one. Do you have anything you want to promote? There we go. That's yes. the thing. Um, I would like to promote my Twitter because I don't have enough um, followers. Um, so if you could all just sort of give me a follow, that would be highly appreciated. Um, at Carrod Will. So it's K E R R O D w-i-l-l yeah and so just follow me on twitter instagram whatever um i got some stuff coming out but like it's not ready yet for me to really just sort of start plugging yet it's not ready so just go follow them and then you'll know yeah um, and then when it is ready you'll know click those links exactly please here we go and uh tbd is following you already so we did it <laughs> uh i knew i was following you i had to go check if the podcast was <laughs> Um, Emma Riggs. I don't. Only? I don't know. Wow. I'll check after the podcast. Wow. It's not good content wow. for me to look at my phone. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll just wait here in silence as you check. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Great. Thank you uh, for being here. Thank you for having a Twitter and an Instagram. Uh, speaking of Twitter and Instagram, TBD is on both Twitter and Instagram. Follow us on both, please. Follow us uh, with uh, the the handle is T E A B D. P-O-D-C-A-S-T, TBD Podcast. You can also email us at tbdpodcast at gmail.com. All of your comments, concerns, and compliments. Yeah, and if you want to sell Carrot a, a video game key, you can email us and we'll get you in touch with them. I would appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Do you, you need an uh, Escape from Tarkov uh, T, uh, 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 key? <laughs> I know that game's in uh, second beta or something. I'll take it. Anyways, I'll uh, give you forty dollars for it. He'll s- trade you one Assassin's Creed. I'll, I will trade you Assassin's Creed Odyssey, <laughs> the download key I have. Um, all right. Well, uh, I've been Matt Armando. I've been Emily Riggins, and this has been TBD with Matt and Emily. Thank you. Bye. Bye.